It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. Yes, I'm Jonathan Sanborn. And we have just been loved what's been happening with the show. And uh, I get my gig is that I get to reach out and talk to the coolest people on the planet. Not necessarily cool kingdom people who are making this world a better place, who are making us more building up peacemaking, building up compassion and building up our culture. And I get to look scour around and say, hey, would you willing to be <laughs> come on to my show? And it's just been a great journey. We just we started earlier this year and I'm just blown away. Uh, it's It's been a great journey so far. Thank you again for tuning in. And today we get to have Brad Formsma on the uh, call in. Brad, are you here? I'm here. Good to be with you, Jonathan. Oh, it's so glad that you could call in and be on our show. Are you calling in from uh, sunny California? I'm afraid sunny Southern California is uh, <laughs> consistent. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but you're in a beautiful part of the world. I was there in your studio a couple weeks ago, and uh, what a neat spot you have. Well, yeah, I, it's it's a good gig, but sun is kind of like. It's almost too much of a good thing. Like we just we had rain like three days ago, and it felt like that scene in a Christmas story where it's just this magical moment when there's rain coming down, and it's just like, you know, you can hear the chimes. It was just, it was so amazing. And that's just rain because it just happens so rarely. So I mean, yeah, but uh, whatever. But Brad is the author of the best-selling book. I like giving. The Transforming Power of a Generous Life. Not many people say that, which is, but that's a great title. And, and But also the author of Everyday Generosity, Becoming a Generous Family in a Selfie World. He's the founder of I Like Giving, an organization which has inspired more than 120 million people in 170 countries to live generously. Brad is also the host of the Wow Factor podcast, which means it's not just wow, but it's worlds, words of wisdom from extraordinary leaders to help you grow in business and beyond. I, I need to listen to that. Uh, wow Factor, where can I find it? Well, we can find it on Apple, iTunes, of course, and uh, Spotify, and at the Wow Factor. Wow podcast. Factor. Okay. Hey, I'm probably not a great guy when I'm promoting someone else's podcast, but I don't care. That when it's when it's awesome, you need to listen to it too. So um, tune into Wow Factor. We'll what? hear more about that. So, Brad, Jonathan, this is how can I not how can I not jump in on that, Jonathan? I mean, you're <laughs> you're living the generous life. <laughs> I am giving <laughs> so. it. Give it up. So, I, well, I, well, that's that's what I try to be about. And you know, as I feel like God gave me this platform, and I want to highlight awesome people like you, Brad. So, tell me about yourself. What is why this is a? I see a theme here about giving, but tell me about yourself. Of course. Well, I have an experiment that I would encourage other people to take, and uh-huh. think about your life in six words. It'll take you a little time, but if you go back to when you're younger, you start looking for words and patterns in your life. So to describe me would be entrepreneurial spirit, like passion is giving. 
entrepreneurial spirit, life, passion is giving. And so I was a business guy for almost 20 years. Uh-huh. And then in 2005, on a run, at the time we lived in Ada, Michigan, yeah. home of Amway, and you know, right. out there off of Grand Rapids. I, um, I was an Amway kid, so I know all about it. <laughs> there you go, right. And so we would, uh, I'd go out on these runs, and one day I said, God, what do you want me to do? I mean, I've got this great business. Life seems almost too comfortable and well-programmed, and and I heard him say, I'm going to use you to encourage people in their giving. Hmm. And that's going to bring greater hope and joy to them because this message, which is my message, that hmm. it's more blessed to give than receive, needs to be experienced by more of my kids. And I thought, huh. what do you do with that? But right. I went home and jur- journaled it and uh, within within months ended up selling this small business and uh, venturing out. And so today, as you mentioned, uh, I like giving the organization, the nonprofit, I like giving exists to inspire people and encourage them to live generously. Mm. So we use that, we use that uh, power of story plus a connection with scripture and then a clear application of how they can then go out and do their own generosity. Wow. That sounds fantastic. So let's look at those three things. You talk about the scripture. You talk about uh, an example. Tell me, remind me of the three again. So what we do is we take a story, a story like lo- current stories to, or, yeah. or historical. Yeah. Okay. Going to take you right in. I'm going to take you right into one. Uh, really, changed the trajectory of our family. Uh, Got the newspaper article in Grand Rapids and and uh, read about a Sudanese father and son who are firebombed out of their village. They wow. lost family, friends. They're now as uh, refugees in, in Michigan. All they have is clothes on their back and a few bikes. Wow. And as I read this article to my kids at the time, 10, 7, and 2, uh, two-year-old was a little distracted. Right. But, you know, got through the story. And we learned in that newspaper article that their bikes were stolen. Hmm. And I said, one question, what should we do? And my oldest son said, we got to go get them bikes. And I'm like, you're right. You know, I'm the activator in the marriage. Right, right. So we ran off to the bike store, got the, got the deal on two bikes, loaded them in the back of the minivan, pulled up to that first stop sign. And my wife says, where do they live? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, didn't put the address in the newspaper. Uh, but we finally tracked these people down. Uh, Jonathan, it was four and a four-hour goose chase Wow! just to find him in a city. But we found him, and when we did, the dad, because of his language barrier, all he could say is, I like bike, I like bike, wow. I like bike. And as our family was leaving, our family was leaving, we heard you know what, Dad, that was way better than us going to the water park today. Oh, wow. And it was in that moment that the truth that it's more blessed to give than receive coming through a youngster Mm. was like so rich. They experienced the joy. They actually had more fun in the giving than the receiving of being at the water park. Wow. And then my wife says to me, now I got to be honest, I kept hearing this voice in my head Oh, you don't need to get them bikes. There's going to be hundreds of them in the front yard. Right, right. Someone else will do it. she said, yes. And she said, I believe God had our assignment today, and we took it. We had our antenna working. We were looking and listening, 
that story started our nonprofit. I like giving that's now mushroomed out to what you described earlier. Wow. So now let's look at that story. Uh-huh. Is that love your neighbor as yourself? Very much so. It's exactly it. Galatians. Galatians talks about, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially mm-hmm. those that are our brothers and sisters in the yeah. Lord. Yes. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Wow. What a great example. Like Then that comes close to home. That's your own family. And you- yes, but that power of that story, Jonathan, I, I shared it. I like bike, right, with other friends. And then one day I got a, te- a text message from my friend Scott. And Scott says, uh, I like cavities. I'm like, what do you mean you like cavities? I mean, clearly I'm not a dentist and you're not. And so I call him and he says, well, I was at the dentist and I overheard this mom say $926. My husband left me. I got these three girls. Can I do payment? And he said, I kept hearing I like bike in my head. Huh. And he said, you know me, I'm introverted. I don't even know if I like people. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, I jumped up and, and I, he said, I jumped up and I gave the cashier my credit card. And um, he said, tears rolled down her face. Wow. And I got to, I got to tell you that, um, you know, uh, I, I was looking for new ways to give. And I thought of that Galatians passage again, you know, therefore we get to bear each other's burdens. And mm-hmm. he said, I was in that moment and I had a chance to step in. And here's what's so cool yes. is Scott says, I didn't start out being a big giver. I gave $50, $100 a month and it grew. And then my, you know, things grew, but I was looking for another way to live the generous life throughout the week. Hmm. And because I heard you say the I like bike story, it got me thinking about what was possible, not just what was practical. Right. Right. So we bring that message to, you know, we bring that message to maybe 15 or 20 churches I I speak. In fact, I'll be in Arizona uh, at Cal Jernigan's uh, uh, church uh, in February. I've had Lisa on my show. excited to... Yeah. Cal's wife has been on my show. Yeah, it's a great, that's great. Yeah. Central, right? Central Christian, yes. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So, you know, you know, Jonathan, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, two-thirds of the Bible is story, and I, I think that's for a reason, because stories are so powerful, and you've made that really a key part of your your ministry, really, this, 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 what you're doing here, and I think that's absolutely essential. What we found is that if we can show people that generosity goes beyond money, mm-hmm. they're actually more inclined to do it and give more money. Mm-hmm. So we developed this seven ways of living generously framework with that we teach on in companies. Because if you think about it, the generous culture at work or at church right. or in your family, it's good for everybody. But we started to say, if we can teach generosity of thoughts towards ourselves and others, yeah, you know, generosity of words, generosity of money, and, and influence, right? Along with the generosity of time and attention, and even the way we share our belongings, those seven ways kind of frame up uh, a lifestyle of giving right. and being generous. And and you can play every day, right? Because you're not just a check between Thanksgiving right. and Christmas. That's great. But our challenge. 
my challenge for your listeners is you guys are good hearted. You're on Jonathan's show. You're looking <laughs> for good content. This this message today is for all of us. We get to get we get to give. We get to get our antenna working. You know, I I I miss sometimes. Sometimes we give and it feels a little clunky and weird and I right. write about it bad in my book, I like giving. But even yesterday, I was at the grocery store and the lady was running through a few items and she commented on my cinnamon swirl raisin bread. Okay. And uh, mm, that was an end delicious. kind of moment. <laughs> because there were three or four things that she had a scan and I wasn't that far from the bread aisle. So I quick took off, ran down there, got another uh, loaf, scanned it. And, and then I said to her, oh, no. And I, and I pulled, picked up the package and I looked at it and I said, it has your name on it. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is for you. And she's like, do you have any idea what happened to me this morning? And I said, uh, no, I just got here for my cereal and toast. Wow. And she says, I had two different angry, grumpy people. This is in Newport Beach, California. Okay. Rude to, rude to me. And she said, your gift, this gesture took all of that away. Oh, my goodness. $4.99. $4.99 for a loaf of bread. Wow. You know what? We get a chance as believers to be a light and to be out in the world with kindness and generosity. And you know what happened is another clerk came over because, Jonathan, everybody wants to be around this. And she's like, what's going on over here? And I said, (laughs) oh, I'm just talking about this proverb you know the world of the generous get bigger and bigger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller i don't want to be stingy right and and the clerk says we just had church at pavilion grocery store (laughs) this morning i feel that's hilarious so so my encouragement is we all can play i miss all the time and uh yet you swing enough and you hit and you be a blessing we're blessed to be a blessing and that's the spirit of what you do on your show. And Yes. Well, th- Brad, this is r- super exciting. And if you're just tuning in, we have Brad Forms on the, on the line and calling in from sunny California. And he's the author of the best-selling book, I Like Giving, The Transforming Power of a Generous Life. Uh, this is really uh, key stuff. Uh, you know, so let's talk about like where, where the rubber meets the road on this let's let's push into it a little bit it's like what is the main roadblock or maybe one or two roadblocks that really prevent us from uh being this kind of generous person well you always have the age-old fear yeah right because remember generosity is counterintuitive i'm giving something away and i'm trusting that less is more i'm I'm, it's a faith move Yes. When I give, I'm believing that there's something bigger going on and that God's got it. This is his way of developing our faith muscle. The other thing is an understanding of what giving and generosity is, and that's why we came up with the seven ways, because sometimes people will say, well, the church just wants my what? what Yeah, my money. They just want my money. Yeah. And giving's always money. So I actually put on the back of my book, you don't have to be a millionaire to give. Right. In fact, some of the most generous people I know are far from that. But boy, do they live fun, fulfilled, happy lives. Right. So I think that that's a, that, that's a blocker. 
The other blocker is, and this is a big one, and I'm sure some listeners are going to, you know, kind of pucker up on this one, but the whole lie, the left-hand, right-hand deal. And I say lie because Christians have bought into this belief that you should never know, let anybody know where your giving goes. Okay. And we know that Jesus, as our Savior and as, as God, was so key on motive. Mm-hmm. Okay? He always went to the heart, always the motive. Yes. If my grandfather hadn't modeled the generous life to me, if I didn't look in Scripture and see spur each other on towards love and good deeds, mm-hmm. or grow in the grace of giving. We all know what the gift of teaching looks like. Why can't we see what the gift of giving looks like? Modeling is key. Yes. Jesus told giving stories of other people. Mm-hmm. But there's a lie out there, I don't want to talk about my giving, Okay, and so therefore, I'll lose my reward in heaven. Okay. When, in fact, many people are planning to leave a lot of money in this next wealth transfer to their kids and grandkids, and they're concerned. We work with families all the time to help them talk about generosity amongst the generations, to pull the story through. Please, please, people, yes. talk to your kids about where you give and why. And I didn't say the amount. Don't right. worry. But begin to let them know, because you know why? Where your treasure is, your heart will be, Mm. always. Yes. And I would learn more about my grandpa if I could see where he gave. Mm -hmm. It would indicate what was of value to him. Right, right. So let's let's talk a little. One thing that comes to mind for me... When giving, I don't have I, much passion around. This. No, you're you're you total. That, yeah. You're total. Just like yeah, <laughs> bored. No, <laughs> I love it. I this is why I I want totally want you on my show. This is awesome. Uh, one thing for me uh, is that I I get concerned. Like, will my giving do any good, or will or potentially it could create make things worse? Like in like the and the the common image of the homeless guy on the side of the road and you give him five, he asks for five bucks or a bus pass, money for a bus pass. And then he goes, gets, gets drugs or whatever. Something, you know, that's the stereotype that's out there. Oh yeah. So what do you say to that? Well, it's my number one question when I do Q and a, what about the homeless person? Yes. And I, I pivoted my answer, but basically, since I wrote my book, but basically I say this, I'm probably four decisions away from being there myself. Right. That's right. It's uh, good. Number yep. two, yep. number two, we often hear, well, I'm not going to give them money. They'll just waste it. Yes. Of which I quickly reply, I wasted money yesterday. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I think I had a $39 steak at a restaurant. Yes. So, you know, probably, you know, um, but then I say this. Is the person that is homeless or that comes across your path, is that the face of God? He was created. She was created in God's image. Mm -hmm. Is this an opportunity for me to ask the Holy Spirit, go, no go, money, words, something else? And is there a gift of inconvenience here? Perhaps it could be like the day I stopped and talked to a guy. Right. And I said, can I ask you some questions about your world? And he said, yeah, you know, I um, I need to get $60 a day. I lost my job eight days ago. I have two daughters. I said, do they know you're out here? No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 
and, and I said, how, how much have you raised today? And he said, well, I've got 40 bucks in my pocket. And I trusted him. And I said, really? And he, so he pulled out the 40. Wow. Here's what's interesting. Before I got out of the car, I called my friend and I said, pray with me. I'm going to talk to a homeless guy and I, I want, I want to be there for him. Right. When I got off the phone with my friend, I pulled a $20 bill out of my wallet. I don't know why that's more than I would normally give. Right. I had it in my pocket. And so when he said he needed 60 for a day and already had 40, I felt prompted to give him the yeah. other 20. Right. And uh, what's interesting is I drove away and I want all of you to hear this because this is true Brad humanness. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. So I took a 15 minute detour, got a cup of coffee, drove back by hoping actually to see him on the corner. He was gone. Yeah. He actually told me the truth. Yeah. And so I think it's always good for our hearts to go, you know what? Have I talked to God about that? Or have I gone to buy past, tapes and my past experience. And then I take what Dave Ramsey, he talks about critics math. Okay. Uh And so really what I'm saying is take the percentage. Let's say throughout the entire year, you would give a hundred dollars to homeless people, but you might give four or $5,000, you know, to all your other places. Right. You're letting that hundred dollar, that percentage, that small little critic, critical, you know, amount cover over a lot of your thinking that's and conversation great. and perception. You have to weight it. Right. That's only rational. Yeah. And you exactly. And I think those are, these are great moments that really test our faith. Like what do we really have our confidence in? Is it? And, and, we, and I think when we listen to the spirit and again, step out away from our fears into faith to give, we're, we're really open our help more to, open our heart far more to God really working in our lives. But when we hold stingily onto things because we think we're going to get ripped off, then, then I think we're really missing something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that we've done, Jonathan is starting the wow factor leadership podcast words of wisdom from extraordinary leaders was we started to realize as I was traveling around the country and working with leaders that they had something that we wanted more to be shared. A, they had a story mm-hmm. that was about serving and a story about gi- stories about giving in their life, the way they led. And so when we, you know, this year's our first full year, we've now had 52 episodes on the Wild Factor with guests okay. like Lindsay, who owns In-N-Out Burger. Oh, and, wow. and, you know, her, her wow was vulner- be a vulnerable leader. Yeah, well, you don't hear that every day. No, you sure don't. And, no. I, and uh, you know, to the founders of Hobby Lobby and many others, uh, and you learn that there's a trust in God with these leaders and a serving aspect. And mm. sometimes they get taken advantage of, and sometimes sure. it doesn't go as they planned. But it's their heart. It's yeah. our hearts. And so, you know, bringing that kind of content to people. Um, you know, you're running a small business. You need a shot in the arm. You don't need a 400-page leadership book, you know? Uh, so so pr- as we, we wrap do. up our show, what would something that come, like something really practical our listeners could do like this weekend? Like this is actually, your, this is going to be Christmas weekend when this is, when people are listening to this. 
What is something we could think about going into the end of the year practically to be more giving? Yeah, so this is a funky year. Yes. Understatement of the year, right? COVID, Christmas, if we call it that. Some of us are going to be doing Zoom with family. Right. You know, I don't think that it's ever wrong to start to start. Okay, that was an actual word of wisdom from one of our leaders. You got to start to start. So some of you heard me talk about tell your family where you give and why. Okay. Okay. Don't try to get all that done once. But what if I challenge you to say as a family, whether it's on Zoom or you're limited, you know, together on the Christmas tree at some point over your holiday gathering, say, I just want to take five minutes and talk about one of the places I give, and it's important, or mom and I give, you know, because it's important that you know that we don't keep everything for ourselves. And so we happen to give to Mission India, for example, because we like how they're helping train the next generation of church leaders in India. Brad, that is a great example, very practical that our listeners can do. This has been a great conversation. So the book is I Like Giving, The Transforming Power of a Generous Life. Any other way they can connect with you? I Like Giving? Yes, uh, ilikegiving.com. Okay. It would be a great way to connect with us. Brad, thank you so much. Great conversation, inspiring, and I look forward to all of us growing and being more generous and more giving. Thank you so much for calling in. Jonathan, thanks for having me on, man. We'll do it live next time. (laughs) That sounds great. God bless. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.